Hello, everybody. We have learned that there are three elements we need as spiritual leaders. We already covered the first element, igniting the spirit. In this lesson, we will round up the second element, take the trash out. This is Carlos Quintero with Lessons on Truth. So, in the end, what does the positive thinking concept promote when we already understood it is deeply entrenched in the church? It promotes that wealth brings happiness, and that is why people who believe that become greedy. People want to have more and more to reach that happiness, and if greed is my driver, then I will become eager for money. This is the constant of many who are even in leadership positions who begin with a first false belief promoted by positive thinking. That must go out of our minds. Then we have this false concept that mankind has a creative mind, implying that we are able to create our own reality. What is the consequence here? The consequence is that this fallen man detached from his creator, does not need God anymore. Many people say, oh, we know everything comes from God. But that's just a mental concept for them to justify their philosophies. They even refer to God as the universe. So do not be fooled. Do not let others get you involved in useless theories like positive thinking that will never provide the answers you need the answers to become a genuine leader. Positive thinking and similar ideas will never restore my spiritual self. Rather, a spiritually restored person is a person who thinks positively, but not the other way around. Another great promotion of positive thinking, be happy. Because if I am happy, I will be able to help others. How will I help others if I have not solved my own happiness, right? What is the problem here? We talked about it in great detail in a previous session. Self-centered man falls into that need of satisfying his happiness so he can supposedly help others. But this idea of becoming happy first is exactly the opposite of what emanates from a spiritual leader, to be focused on others. This idea of thinking positively has developed in the church the idea that God will always give us what we desire, that God will bless us materially, that God will give us the job we want. All those ideas people cultivate around having And when they do not see those things materialized in their daily lives, this creates frustration. People start asking themselves, what is going on? They think God does not love them. They assume God abandoned them. They think they are not good at anything. They don't know why they came to this world for. Well, a series of consequences caused by that frustration. And their reaction is to insist over and over on the same practice in order to see results at some point. 
they become slaves of it and that will lead them to fall into religion or completely away from the spiritual life and into the worldly one. Why is that? Because they say, since I don't see God working in my life, since I'm not getting what I want, then maybe I failed in the process and something is interfering. So I have to do it again over and over until I see a result. As a consequence, I get more and more religious in the face of that process. We already discussed in previous lessons that religion relates to traditions, customs, dogmas. Religion is something I practice in a methodical and repetitive way. And clearly, many leadership programs have simply promoted one single thing, religion. Some of those programs have a coach who calls people at four in the morning to wake them up, yell at them, and pushes them to do things to supposedly awaken the leader within. But what does this methodology lead people to? Slavery based on religious practices. And that is largely what we see in leadership programs. It's something we're going to remove here. We're going to take it away because it is part of the trash in the mind. As a result of all those false ideas, spiritual leaders make mistakes. We see people in leadership positions being constantly driven to error. And there are three very clear mistakes we can identify in spiritual leaders when they begin to rely on these ideas. First, they are constantly denying their reality. They are always aiming at something better. People love asking God to avoid facing a situation. So they say, oh God, get me out of this struggle that I'm going through. I don't want to live through this circumstance that I have right now. So when facing a circumstance, The first thing that comes to mind is to deny reality. People don't want to live through bad experiences because they think they don't deserve them. And in order to get out of that reality, people fall into the second mistake, and that is to start believing in futile philosophies. Since people do not want to accept life as it is, they want to hear something that brings a quick solution to take them out of the situation they are into. These pointless philosophies introduce themselves as spiritual. They come with a series of practices and rituals that people need to follow in order to supposedly awaken the inner being. And here, the third mistake arises. Senses get lost. I will be seeing what I don't have to see, my smell doesn't work, my speech will fail, and my ears will be hearing what I don't need to hear. That, in leadership terms, means that I will lack vision, I will not be able to discern, I will not communicate my message correctly, and I will not listen to others. That's a failed leadership. I believe 
that if we examine ourselves, we will find that we have fallen into this at some point. I don't want to leave what I have to. I prefer to listen to someone who sells me a better idea and that will lead to my senses being totally lost. And that is how many people are living their lives. They want to exercise a leadership position in church when they are falling into some of these mistakes. Leaders expecting what they want, but not willing to accept what they need. God is never wrong, and God will never put me through anything I don't need. So instead of expecting things we have always desired and wanted in our lives, let us rather accept what we need. Let us accept what God knows we must go through, and we will understand the true purpose for which we were placed on earth. Then do not let yourself be trapped by those mistakes, and let's take that trash out of our lives. So, with those premises of positive thinking, what kind of leaders are being formed? Who are the people leading our world? If wealth, happiness, creative mind, and personal satisfaction are being promoted, how are we going to facilitate a genuine leadership in this world? We must get back to God's order in our being. But how can we do this? If the concepts we have been discussing here give us conviction, and we believe they are true, That is, if we examine ourselves and we say, yes, I have been filling myself up with garbage, trying to adopt useless ideas to become a better person, how do I get back to the divine order? The path to that order is so simple. A spiritual man or woman. God created many things including the way to get back to the divine order. The person provided to me by God is the one who can ignite my spirit. The solution does not come from implementing a whole life plan so I can attempt to be a better person. No, that plan can come later. Again, I make the example of the house. It must be demolished first in order to build a new structure. And here... We can do a test. I don't know if you're ready, but let's ask a question to see if you get it right. If the door to God's order is a spiritual person, then we can ask ourselves, who is a spiritual person, right? Because there are many ideas about who is spiritual. The first answer that comes out when one speaks of uh, spirituality is that the Spiritual is the one who reads the Bible, the sacred scripture. So many people say, I get up early in the morning, I read the Bible, I study it, I don't understand much, but I read it. So that is the way many people experience their spirituality. Others say, no, spiritual people are the ones who have gifts of the Spirit. Because if someone has a gift from the Spirit, 
it is because they are full of the Spirit, something God gave to that person, a capacity, a skill, a specific talent that allows him or her to manifest a gift and therefore manifests himself as spiritual. But even with gifts manifested, others say, no, that is not enough. The person must be full of the Spirit because the one who is full of the Spirit That is the truly spiritual one, right? And one last option is that the spiritual is the one with the spirit upon him. Because if man lost the government of the spirit, having the spirit back in its place will make him spiritual again. And at this point, some of you will say, well, perhaps more than one answer is valid or maybe All of them are true? Well, what is the right answer? The spiritual person is the one who has the Spirit upon him. Nothing else. I can have the scriptures memorized. I can have gifts that no one else has. And I can be full of the Spirit. But all those can be used for my convenience. I can use them for profit, to obtain a benefit, to seek recognition, to be praised, to say, I am the spiritual one. And then we fall into everything we elaborated in previous lessons, and that is the self-centered man. This is a man who, even with gifts, even with knowledge, even with skills, even being well-spoken, even with the capacity of influencing others, if that person does not have the spirit upon him, he's not a spiritual person. Now, we understand more clearly that we have to go back to the order of God, our order as human beings. And to do this, we must get the spirit back upon us and put God's government back in place. And what is the result of having God's government restored in us? It will yield a renewed understanding. The key is to start a renewal of our minds and consciences so we can enter into the governance of the Spirit. That is what needs to happen. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, perfect. I'm going to have that as a resolution in my life. But that is not the way. They might say, I will put my willpower into this because I want to become spiritual. But that is not the way. Or they will say, I will strive for these things to come true. But that is not the way. This is not by my own purpose. This is not by my will. This is not by my own effort. This is by the Spirit. What is your part then? Listen to these teachings with a willing heart. Turn your ear knowing that these are words of truth. Knowing that the only possible way humankind can be restored is from within. Following the divine design of the Creator. Traditional leadership has taken us nowhere. Just look around you. This is not cosmetic leadership. 
We're not going to say, for you to be a good leader, follow these steps. We will not publish a teaching saying, here are 10 steps to shape you as a leader, or these are the three, five, or 10 keys to success. We already understood that there must be a transformation from within. Something must be ignited from the inside in order to put us on the spiritual path, and that is the spirit. And again, let me remind you, it is the time of spiritual leaders. We have already entered into this time. This time is now. That is why it's so important that we have started this school, because we finally understand that spiritual men and women are the ones who are called to lead correctly, properly, authentically, whether in a business, a community, or in government. So this is the time. It is the time of spiritual leaders. As you believe this message, as you become convinced of this teaching, you will be part of that spiritual leadership. Remember, we are the light that ignites the spirit in others. Our light is the only thing that can ignite the spirit in them. And so our spirit must be lit first to be light in the midst of darkness. Many people say, I belong to the light because I believe in God. But they still fall short. We have to go further. We have to convince ourselves that wherever we are, we are light. When we are at home, we are light. When we are at work, we are light. When we are in our neighborhood, we are light. The purpose of our previous lesson was to ignite our spirit so that can be light to the world. We are now talking about taking the trash out of our minds. All those fruitless philosophies that invaded the world and got into the church, selling the idea of quick and easy leadership, making people believe that they can achieve great things using their minds. That is a godless life a worldly ideal of meeting material needs. It is a very cheap role for faith to be used for abundance, money, and wealth. That is not the road to spiritual leadership. Belongings in this world will be attached to us depending on the purpose for which we have been called. Those belongings are merely attachments. That is what the scripture says. Let us take all the trash out of our corrupted minds and consciences. Let us begin by believing words of truth. So we may begin to be restored, begin to be transformed, and we may recover that governance of the spirit that we need as spiritual leaders in order to guide others. There is a third element to complete the series on the fundamentals of spiritual leadership. Don't forget to listen to our next lesson.